Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, I feel good. I've been training for the last few months pretty hard. This is the Believe in Trailblazers show. The Portland Trailblazers have won the World Championship. On Believe Podcast Network. Boom, chakalaka! Portland's number one sports podcast network. Now, the Blazers win in four overtime. 140 to 137. Here's your host, Jordan Schultz. I am feeling a ton of excitement as we are just days away from tipping off in the NBA Bubble League in Orlando, Florida. I am so stoked to get back to sports, get excited. If you have not yet, I am. And I'm also excited for life to feel somewhat normal again or as normal as it can right now. I've still got a ton of other emotions flying around my head, though. Fear, uncertainty, curiosity as well. Also right at the top of my brain next to that excitement. What I do know, though, is that most of us are feeling all of those feelings together. Fear, uncertainty, curiosity. All of you guys listening have to have that. And gals listening have that feeling as much as I do. So let's try to shake off all the anxiety and focus on the fun that is coming up soon. The Portland Trailblazers are not short of cool storylines leading up to resuming play either in a few days. There's the skinny mellow uh, that you've been hearing about instead of hoodie mellow. Now it's skinny mellow. Uh, How Nurkic and Collins are going to affect the offense coming back. And even better, Dame Dalla just celebrated a birthday inside the bubble. Oh, and on top of all that... Charles Barkley thinks that the Portland Trailblazers will beat LeBron and the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. Crazy prediction. Bold. There is so much to unpack from the last week and going forward, and we're going to do that all right now. Jordan Schultz sitting in with you for episode 28 of Believe in Trailblazers on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is Portland's number one sports podcast network. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you have any burning questions about Rip City you want answered on the show, or you heard something I said you want to tell me I'm crazy, hit me up on Twitter, on the air, Jordan with an O. This show available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. All right, so we're going to focus on all the good stuff going on in the world of the Trailblazers this week. Of course, we're getting close to watching actual NBA games again, and fans of Rip City, including myself, we have a ton to be excited about. Teams have been in the bubble in Orlando for about a couple of weeks, depending on which team you were. Uh, The Blazers, one of the later ones to leave. Um, Now they're getting ready to tip off July 30th. We'll start it off light, though. Damian Lillard, uh, he actually had a surprise birthday party put together by backcourt mate C.J. McCollum while they were down in Orlando. It was so cool of him. He put this together for Dame while everyone inside the bubble there uh, is kind of just trying to fight. Excuse me, trying to fight uh, the different restrictions that they have and entertain themselves. So really nice gesture by C.J. McCollum. And personally, I think it speaks to the great culture uh, in the Blazers locker room. I mean, C.J., he went all out here reading this. He got in touch with Dame's fiance, getting his favorite foods and drinks lined up. Oh, some of the spreads sounded really good. I think they were like lemon pepper wings. That sounds amazing. Uh, short ribs or spare ribs, good choices uh, for food for 
Damian Lillard from CJ. And basically, Dame wasn't aware of anything. It was a surprise party. Uh, Dame was hanging out at the pool on his birthday. And then Blazers guard CJ McCollum told him to come to the restaurant for dinner. And Dame didn't think anything of it. Just went back upstairs and went to sleep in his room. And then (laughs) CJ and the team... They had to FaceTime Dame, get him down there, and it was really cool, a nice gathering that was covered by the media because of Dame giving a very specific message to his teammates, and that was this. My only ask as a birthday gift is let's not waste our bleeping time here. The storyline for the Blazers, of course, entering the bubble. Uh, They've been told repeatedly, uh, Portland just outside of the playoff picture. They're hearing it. We're hearing it. Uh, But Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic coming back from injury really helps. I know Dame's excited about that. Uh, The return to health for the Blazers as a whole. uh, The lineup's just looking a lot better, obviously, minus Trevor Ariza. It has led a lot of people to the belief that they can find a way into the playoffs and potentially make a pretty deep run while they're there, even going in as the ace seed. That belief uh, being pushed further by Charles Barkley, as you'll hear in a minute. Damian Lillard went on to say this to his team, though. I wanted to share that message with the team just because, you know, I think the easy thing to do would be to come here and, you know, make up an excuse that we haven't played in months. Um, you know, guys haven't played. We rested. Uh, we weren't comfortable. We, you know, we're not used to playing at this time. It's a, it's a lot of, you know, ways out the back, out the back, you know, out the back door. So. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that we understood that this is it's a great opportunity for us, you know, to, to come out and, and make a push in the playoffs. Um, everybody's basically starting from scratch. Um, everybody's going to be dealing with a little bit of rust, and you know, it's a great opportunity for us. So let's let's not come out here and, and take the easy way out, you know, and basically waste a month and a half of our time. I don't think that's coming from the competitor inside him. I think that thought is coming more so. Uh, from him as a regular human being and just a regular dude. You know, he's been separated from his family uh, as well as other NBA players have for the foreseeable future. Uh, Dame just had a kid. I don't think he's even won yet. And it is very important to Lillard that that time away is used to do something meaningful. Although he has got to be excited, uh, once again, bringing up the team that is fully healthy, minus Trevor Ariza deciding not to take part in the bubble. And, of course, Rodney Hood still fighting that Achilles injury, devastating Achilles injury from beginning of this year. And then you've got excitement with Nurkic and Collins coming back that you've got a very legit shot at the playoffs. I mean, he and the... Entire league, basically, except eight teams, hold up in one spot, trying to entertain us fans while risking their health. So while you're excited uh, what pieces you have coming back for the Blazers, I really think that this is more from a human aspect of Damian Lillard's psyche. You know, we've continued to deal with COVID day in and day out, and you've seen the lines between sports and real life become very blurred. Pro sports leagues and its players, they are now dealing with the same stuff you and I deal with every day. Do they get paid a ton more to do that and to deal with it? Yes, but that shouldn't matter. So when Dame steps up to remind his teammates, hey, don't waste time here. Hopefully the entire team listens. There is some excitement from his thought process, though. He and no one else, once again, thought that the Blazers would have a healthy Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic back this year. So gear up, Rip City. Let's see if the Blazers can make lemonade out of some lemons.
In other awesome Blazers news, Carmelo Anthony has remade himself into a slim, slim player that is much more reminiscent of the younger guy that we saw in Denver and New York. He's officially been dubbed Skinny Mellow and said the physical transformation was prompted by head coach Terry Stotts saying that he's going to be playing the three starting small forward with the loss of Trevor Ariza during the bubble league. The story goes, uh, this is from The Spun, that Portland Trailblazers forward Carmelo Anthony was spotted on the court working out, and he looked good doing it. This is all a quote from The Spun. The veteran NBA player appears to have lost a significant amount of weight during his time away from the court. Anthony has earned several nicknames during the course of his career. However, he's been tagged with Skinny Mellow since the video came out earlier this week. Not including the video in the podcast because there's really no audio except a basketball bouncing. Uh, The real cool thing about this is that Mellow actually didn't lose a ton of weight uh, in his own explanation. He says he actually only lost about five pounds overall and that what he did was much more of a weight redistribution to get lean and closer back to what he looked like when we saw him when he was younger. Here's a quote from Mello himself about what he did. This is a quote from me. I had that in the back of my mind once the coach told me the position that I'd be switching back to the three, Anthony said. I kind of challenged myself to get down to that weight where I feel comfortable with playing the three, comfortable running around and utilizing things I can do within our system from playing the three. That was a big motivation for me to come back at the exact weight or around that weight to 30 to 35. I haven't seen that since early, early in my career. So now it puts me back in a mindset. This is mellow that from a confidence standpoint, knowing I was able to get back to that on the court, I feel good. I feel healthy. I have a lot of clarity too. And that was all part of the plan. All great things from Carmelo Anthony just really excites you as a Blazers fan. And he has been bawling his earth off Up to this point in the season, prior to the NBA's decision to suspend the season mid-March, the 10-time All-Star rounded into form early on. 43% from the field, almost 38% from three, 84% from the free throw line, 15 points a game. He came back in and topped everybody's expectations for the Blazers. So who's to say that after leaning up, getting more practice, Melo can't come in like a man possessed and score nearly 20 a game while playing elite defense? All right, I know he's 36, and it's worth noting that Father Time has been beaten by no man. But Mello, like you heard him say, he loves where he's at right now. He's feeling clear. He's feeling good. He loves the Portland Trailblazers, and he is coming back to play in the bubble league in the best shape that he's been in for years. He hasn't regularly played the three since his time in New York, but I'm not really worried about that with this weight redistribution. The NBA is kind of becoming more of a positionless league every year anyways. So I will double down on my prediction that I made last week with Eric Gunderson from LeBron Wire on the podcast that Carmelo Anthony, savvy veteran, future Hall of Famer, will be the X factor for the Blazers in the bubble league. And if they do manage to unseat Memphis and face off against L.A. in the first round, I truly believe Carmelo Anthony will be a huge part of that exciting basketball to watch. Switching gears, a lot of discussion about the return of Yusuf Nurkic has been making me wonder, are the Blazers the best team out of the playoff picture right now? 
The re-addition of Yusuf Nurkic, it's just a huge injection of talent, obviously, for the offense, and it allows Hassan Whiteside to shoulder much less of the defensive load and the pick-and-roll loads, which he was doing very well this year, but... I mean, one guy can only take you so far. Nurkic's passing ability, which brings back memories of Arvidas freaking Sabonis, that changes the Blazers' entire strategy. If he's in the middle dealing tough bounce passes as he's getting doubled up, there's always going to be a shot there created for Dame, CJ, Mello, or whoever, Gary Trent Jr. And it's not just bounce passes, but Nurkic has that feel for the ball. He can pass it lightly, he can toss it like a softball because he's such a big dude when he needs to, just like Sabonis did. I mean, literally, find the cutter, skip pass up to the top, over his shoulder even when he's not looking. All of those are passes that Yusuf Nurkic excels at. And when you've got a big man with that playmaking ability for others, not to mention all the different ways he can score, it really opens up the toolbox for Terry Stotts and the rest of the team. And I would be crazy if I did not bring up what Hassan Whiteside has been doing for the Blazers all year. He's just not the same passing big man as Nurkic. Absolutely, that's obvious. But he has been the number one center in blocks. He helped the pick and roll move along for the Blazers at some really tough points during the season, some grittier times. Uh, just helping keeping them in the game with that pick and roll and his skills, in my opinion. The intensity and the toughness that Whiteside has been bringing to the table, that is a must-have for any team trying to make a deep run in the playoffs. He was even stepping out, hitting some longer two-point jumpers this year, and if I'm not mistaken, he even hit a couple of threes. So not only can he get into the middle, but he can pop out, hit that jumper every once in a while, too. That just keeps the defense honest, keeps them on their toes. You can't let up at any point when you're guarding him. You can't just give him his weak side because it doesn't sound like inside or outside he's got a weak point. And then we're talking about his blocking skills, the rim protection from Hassan Whiteside. That has been a major part of why the Blazers are even still in the playoff conversation. And on top of all that, I think it's a great opportunity for Terry Stotts to use Nurkic, Collins, and Hassan Whiteside at 30 minutes each a game. That is, in my opinion, the only way that you can keep all three happy if you're trying to keep Whiteside through this summer as a free agent. And Neil Olshay already messed up big. Uh, basically, you had the opportunity to deal him and get something for him. Now you're kind of leaning on hoping that Whiteside re-signs with the Portland Trailblazers. And... I know Neil O'Shea denied that he was shopping around, uh, seeing what he could get for Whiteside, but it's just smart basketball. It's smart business. Whether that's true or not, the Blazers need to keep Hassan Whiteside past this year, or they risk losing that equity and value that trading Myers Leonard and blowing up half the roster last year supplied them with. I know that's more of an offseason worry, but to getting those three on the court and getting them all enough minutes as Blazers kind of puts that thought in the back of my mind. Uh, overall, though, while the Blazers do have a ton of extra talent coming back to help after this long layoff, they and the rest of the league, they only have eight games to work with, folks. There's no time for the slow start that we've traditionally seen Portland get out to at times. If the Blazers want to get into the playoffs, they just need to hit the ground running. So eight games, you're looking at that. I think that they need to go six and two. Yeah, I believe that a minimum of six and two will get the Blazers into at least forcing that play-in tournament against the Grizzlies. But I really do believe that they are the best team not in the playoffs right now. To answer that question, yes, the Portland Trailblazers are the best team looking in 
right now. And I think that they're a much better team than Memphis since all their guys on the roster, at least Collins and Nurkic, are healthy now. So are the Portland Trailblazers even better than that? To go past all of the nice things that I just said about them, though? Now, I think they are very talented, but someone we've all become familiar with thinks even higher of Rip City. Charles Barkley predicting that the Portland Trailblazers will get into the playoffs and beat the Lakers in the first round. That's right. He's been one of the loudest voices from the national media in support of the Blazers the past couple of years. I love it. Every time he talks about them, I hit it up here on Believe in Trailblazers. So we're going to do this again. Uh, Ever since Damian Lillard has come into his own and proved to the league that he was a legit star, Sir Charles, he has been showering Rip City with love. Here's his latest Blazers love showing through when he was asked about their chances in the bubble league. Let me tell you something. They got to get in first. I'm going to tell you this. If the Portland Trailblazers get in the playoffs, they will beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. Ooh. Oh, that is bold. That is pretty bold. Barkley had a good reason for his belief, and he went on to defend his point and talk about it. And it's kind of been the theme of this episode of Believe in Trailblazers. Team health. The Blazers are healthy. Having both Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic back on the court is going to have a significant impact, especially on the defensive end for the Trailblazers. Barkley going on to say in a quote that if Nurkic and Zach Collins are healthy, you know Damon and CJ are going to do their thing. They're right up there with Steph and Clay. Love that he thinks that they're right up there with Steph and Clay. I think that as well, but just awesome hearing a former NBA player saying the same thing. Uh, his quote continues, Nurkic is terrific. Zach Collins is terrific. Whiteside got something to prove. He's going to be a free agent, but the Trailblazers got to get in first. So is he taking that prediction a little too far? I'm having trouble with this one since we have not seen the Blazers play a game yet for the NBA restart. Barkley, he seems confident to making this point about Portland, though, mostly because of the Lakers roster issues that they've got right now. L.A., of course, led by their stud MVP candidates, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, we all know. They will actually be without a couple of key pieces, Avery Bradley opting out of the NBA restart and Rajon Rondo, of course, fractured his thumb out six to eight weeks. Um, Lakers, though, of course, currently leading the entire West. Uh, the second seed, the Clippers, only, I think it's like five and a half games away. So, And I say only because there are like eight games to play. So technically, the Clippers could unseat them, but that's probably not going to happen. It's not a free ride for the Lakers to win the West, but at this point, it's almost guaranteed that they're going to be the number one seed after eight games. If, if the Blazers were good enough to get into the playoffs in the first place, I do believe that they could beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. But, even healthy, the Blazers just don't have the level of elite experience that LeBron and company do. And without Rondo or Bradley, they still got Kyle Kuzma, Dwight Howard, Danny Green. Uh, Should I keep going? So many good guys. My point is the Lakers aren't just good. They aren't just great. They're elite. And elite teams can deal with multiple players missing, especially when LeBron James is your best player. The one advantage I see for the Blazers is that if they did face off against L.A. in the first round, they would match up very well size-wise since Melo is being pushed back down to the three so Nurkic can be in the starting lineup. As much as I love my Blazers, though, I'm not totally convinced that they would just beat L.A. hands down in a playoff series. 
I, I need to watch one game. I need to see one. Then I could give you a better answer. But at this point, even as a huge Blazers fan, to Sir Charles's point, my response to Charles Barkley's prediction that the Portland Trail Blazers would beat the Lakers is, eh, maybe. And that's going to do it for episode 28 of Believe in Trailblazers. If you have any burning questions about the team you want answered or you think I'm crazy, hit me up on Twitter on the air, Jordan with an O. The show available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Please, please, please wash those hands and stay healthy. I'm Jordan Schultz, and I'll talk to you next week. Rip City, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.